Smartcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pop culture, subculture, music, horror, sex, politics, art, and overall bad This is Society 13, redefining podcasting. Music, music, horror, horror. Subculture. subculture, and overall, overall bad ass. ass. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Kettle, to Kettle Whistle, Whistle Radio, Radio with your hosts, your hosts Dave, Dave and Sean. And Sean. Folks, friends, and fiends. Yeah. How are you? I'm doing fine. Man. We lost him. <laughs> we actually lost him. We lost Gregory Edward Jacobs, Shock G, a.k.a. Humpty. Dead at 57. Way, way too young. Way, way too, too young. young. Do we even know why or how or what happened? No idea. Uh, I'm actually just learning about this. Are you really? Yeah. Oh, it's a this shame. This is news to me. Digital Underground, man. Do what you like in the Humpty Dance. Let's face it. Everybody in suburbia, where you were white, black, or purple, you knew every lyric to the Humpty Dance, <laughs> and you drove your parents and your siblings crazy with it, and with good reason and good intentions. Um, yes, he will be missed. Shock G at 57. Unbelievable. Where, where were you, Digital Underground? You were too young for that at that point, huh? No, I mean, I was a fan of all that stuff. Okay, well, yeah, I, I mean... Well, I, I want to say, hey, guys, thanks for listening to Kettle Whistle Radio. It's me. I'm, I'm sorry Sean couldn't make it tonight. Huh. What, what, what are you doing hiding back there? I don't know. Ah, good to see you, man. Good to see you. Good to see you. Lots of shit going on. Weirdness, strangeness. We're alive. We're, We're alive. We're alive. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, that much. We'll just leave it at that. Um, some are faring uh, a lot worse than others. Our buddy Manson, Marilyn Manson, has well, you know, I I've mentioned it a few times prior, but you know, um, hmm, uh, well, where do you stand with Marilyn Manson right now? I asked you once before. Are you still in the same place? Yeah, I think uh, I think you uh, separate the artist from the art. And we did a quick study on that, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Inadvertently. You know, but I, I think a lot of these people in their everyday lives, you know, not the person or the persona that you see on stage or, or in their art form, I, I think can be like just, you know, and I don't know if this is the case with him, but, you know, I think they can be like scumbags. Yes. And... Or, that, ju- or just royal jerks, you know what I mean? That seems and, to be um, a, a running theme, but yeah, go ahead. But, I mean, you can't deny, uh, you know, his music right. and his art form. Right, yeah, I, I did, I, well, we did a, a semi-poll, <laughs> semi-poll, is that what happens when you go to a club you shouldn't be in and you're not attracted <laughs> to the dancers? <laughs> okay, so anyway, we did a, a, a semi-poll, um, hmm. and uh, I was asking, uh, you know, when you're rock stars, and I, not to be specific about anybody in particular, really, but um, when your rock stars get canceled for bad behavior, do you still listen to their music? 
Do you listen to it more? Does it depend on the extent or doesn't it matter at all? I put it out there because I'm curious where people are because I caught myself... Well, we all have done it. I, I know people that still listen to Michael Jackson. I know people that still listen to Phil Anselmo. Yeah. Uh, I'm guilty, you know, whatever. You know, um, you still like the music. So just what you said, if the artist is a scumbag. But we put it out there. What did you think of the response? I thought that the response was, you know, kind of all over the place. You know, people, people said that, you know, um, they said that... Uh, Exactly what I said, you know, but also in their, um, just a lot of different ways. I don't know. I'm trying to, why don't you read some of them? Right. Well, that's just it. Yeah. Um, well, let's see. My friend Justine back on Long Island said, well, of course, I guess it's, she meant it's uh, publicity. Uh, so being an asshole gets you publicity. We know that. But we're talking about crossing the line where the fans are like, whoa, hey, whoa, maybe, I, you know. Uh, so, um, uh, my friend Amber, we're not doing last names, relax, Amber, okay? Depends on what they <laughs> did. I still, <laughs> I'll still be listening to Manson because I'll always knew, I always knew he was a, a weird, he was weird and kinky. I stopped listening to Pantera because I can't stop wondering about him, Phil, putting his hate-filled bullshit into it. I wish Dime were still around instead of him. Uh, we, a lot of us feel that way. Dime should be around anyway. Absolutely. You know. But that, not to say that, you know, Phil shouldn't be around. But I'll tell you the one thing that, that to me was like, you know, the outcome of him doing what he did when he did it, you know, and then downs on break. The corrosion of conformity is back. Yeah, man. And I love that band. Uh, and, yeah. and I love Pepper singing. Yes. And I, I just love that band. So yes, that was a happy outcome for me. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah you came chuck full of uh, ideas and music tonight, too, before our little show prep, if you want to call it that. Did we do a prep? <laughs> Tacos and beer. Yeah. Yeah, minus some. <laughs> but hey, uh, I do. I forgot before I carry on with this. You know, do we cancel our rock stars moment? Um, I have some apologies. <laughs> uh, first to Jay Asadi, um, who is strictly rap. I called him an R&B artist as well because there are elements of R&B in his music. Didn't go over well. So yes, he is strictly a rap artist. Sorry, Jay, but you already know that. Um, and bugging out, not from New York City. <laughs> I, I posted how they were a NY hardcore band, NYC hardcore band, and um, they're not. They're from Chicago, and uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Ricky at Flat Spot Records for pointing that out, and yeah, I made it right on Twitter too. But yeah, they sound like an old school New York hardcore band, um, and they covered the Beastie Boys, so the, the formula was there. Um, just missed the Chicago point. Bugging out. We played them a couple episodes ago, and a couple. Episodes. Do you think bands aren't flattered by that? You'd think. Or maybe not. No, I don't know anymore. They don't, they don't want to be associated. Maybe they get pissed. You know, you know it's I'm, like shoegaze artists. They don't want to hear. They think it's a derogatory term. And industrial artists think industrial, what is that? You know. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know until I hear from them. But uh, no complaints on the artist's side uh, from, from bugging out. Just uh, they sound like a New York hardcore band. You heard they do yeah. gratitude. It's phenomenal. Yeah. And they sound like everything I listened to in the late 80s when hardcore and actually, man, early 80s, late 70s, they, they have the formula down better than most of the bands did. But anyway, I'm going to get crucified for that, too. There's the apology segment of our show. But we're talking about getting canceled. Um, I don't know what getting... I, I, it's funny, like, a lot of people like us, we don't even know what getting canceled is because you still have a physical copy of the goddamn thing exactly. that you can play anytime you want. And you liked it for the music anyway. You know, I wonder about that sometimes. I was thinking about this, I mean, just earlier today, I think. You know, from back in the day, you had physical copies and a lot of artists, you know, you have something there that will last, right? Mm. But what happens if... And, and you know, I'm just kind of hypothesizing here, but you know, a lot of a lot of these artists, especially like on Spotify and stuff, there's like a new song, and you know, the big the big the big thing that I have a kind of a bitch about right now is the, the fact dig. That, well, all music, pop music, country music, alternative, indie, whatever the category classification, it 
it, it's all wash right now. I, I find a lot of the stuff that you go out there and you look, you try to find a new artist. You can only find new artists on like Bandcamp. Yeah. You can't, like for me that I like, that I appreciate. The well, kind, YouTube the kind of, will introduce you to something. But new. where I was going with this, I kind of went on a little tangent there. What I, what I was trying to say was, you know, what happens if, you know, you're not able to put your music out on a digital platform like Spotify? What if that goes away? What if Bandcamp goes away? What if all these platforms go away and you don't have physical copy that's out there in front of people that people own and, you know, they can continue to appreciate for years and years and years to come? I think a lot of these artists are going to just be um, forgotten. Oh, Interesting you should say that. Yeah. Interesting you should say that. Because going back to our our semi-poll, <laughs> uh, we're going to continue here with uh, Justin, um, and we're talking about, you know, canceling people. Uh, some of the focus was on Phil. Some was on Manson. I put up, you know, Flavor Flav and, and Johnny Rotten and even Ozzy, who was impervious to all millennial bullets. Uh, but this, <laughs> our friend Justin here says... I continue to enjoy what I already own and no longer support their future efforts, hence canceled people, when they prove to be awful people. Art, once released to the world, is no longer just yours. It is the, it is the communities that it touches. Mm -hmm. Much like I don't use highways just because they were invented by World War II Germany. If that makes sense, just because someone is awful does not make their, contrib their good contributions unusable thoughts that's deep mm, that's pretty deep yeah i don't know i wouldn't buy a hitler original no neither would i but um <laughs> i'm curious no he makes some points here though um then uh oh my fr my friend bobby again on should we cancel our rock stars if they were bad in kindergarten bobby it depends on the situation was it proven or is it hearsay a better question would be can you appreciate art while despising the artist. I think you can. A big no for me is children. I agree. So, Ted Nugent and that one bass player for, I think, the Rolling Stones are a no for me. And I think he meant the drummer. Maybe. Yeah, it was a drummer from the Rolling Stones. Okay. So, mor I, morality issues. I yeah, mean, right. we've, we've been to a lot of shows. We've met a lot of artists. And, um, you know, some of them aren't very friendly and some of them are really really nice and you know um amazing people and yeah, yeah so i i kind of feel anymore like maybe you just shouldn't meet your idol the people you look up to <laughs> in, so, in a it's lot probably of not a good idea scott ian has a show called don't meet your idols or yeah never meet your idols and it's pretty good um it's not always true um but then you know what the best part about and me and you witnessed this when you're in a club and you're there to see a band and there's a huge bill and the band you're there to see they're in the audience but you don't know it and all mm -hmm. you get this little tap on your shoulder hey hey and they want to meet you yeah for playing their their music or interviewing them that's like the nicest thing in the world it's and like whoa wait I'm here to see you what wait you're short what <laughs> I'll tell you one of the nicest people I ever met and and really just cool individuals was Raymond Watts from you know him from Pig, but he was also oh, in yeah. KMFTM. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he was just a fantastic person. And uh, we met and interviewed him on tour in, uh, I think it was 1997, 98, 97, 98, wow. when that Symbols album came out. I, KMFTM. I have, that's around here somewhere. We hung out on the tour bus with him for a while. And um, that's when um, Anna Wildsmith was still alive. Uh, she was in the band Sal. I don't know if you're ever a fan of them. And um, it was more kind of like uh, almost like spoken word performance art sort of music, but with music to it. And uh, You know what, Captain Sexy, you got layers that I don't <laughs> know about. You came here with layers, and uh, we'll talk about that after the, we play our first song and have a break. But damn, no. <laughs> no idea. Uh, spoken word. Uh, the closest I came to that was um, Henry Rollins. Uh, 
Connell, he doesn't like Con- it called that though. Right, but Connolly did it too. Yeah, from uh, Revolting Cox Ministry. He went around. And he came to Pittsburgh, and I saw him. Really? Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, <coughs> excuse me. Early two thousands. Yes, yes, yes. But uh, should I get more to get back to more of these uh, responses on canceled artists? Sure. Or do you have more on the Sal? No. <laughs> All right. Let's see here. Mm, Charles. It doesn't matter to me. I was a musician. I learned most musicians are the worst people in the world. Totally touches on what you said. <laughs> yeah. If I only listened to good people, I'd have... But if I only listened to good people, I'd have, like, two bands to listen to. <laughs> True. Even someone like... Oh. Yeah, we're not going to go that route. Sorry, Charles. He brought up Gary Glitter. I, I can't let that one go. So, <laughs> All right, Charles. Thanks for the input. Um, Andrew... This is my friend from down south. She, a uh, huge crew fan. Huge crew fan. Oh, yeah. Um, both, it depends on situation. For example, I am reading this, you know, Facebook. We all just type too quick. Uh, for example, Motley Crue made a bunch of stupid mistakes in their youth while on drugs and drinking. And now they are sober and I still love Motley Crue. All right. <laughs> hey, Angie. I love Angie. She's great. Um then wait, wait. This is really important. My, my this is my my friend Vlad. Yes, and I I want to say his last name. And I the can't. Impaler. It, yeah, but he's this is actually not one of my Russian followers. Um, I I don't think he might be, but Vlad Vlad says <laughs> this is it from Wallachia. You know, I'm gonna make you read it. <laughs> Here, look at Vlad. Don't say his last name. What what's his response to Phil? Phil did not like the cut of my jib. <laughs> <laughs> Go figure, folks. Phil did not like the cut of my jib. And that is Vlad's input to canceled Phil Anselmo. Oh, boy. Uh, but, but wait, wait. Andrew comes back with something else here. Um, also, Guns N' Roses got canceled for stupid stuff, but I still love them. They kind of didn't. They're one of the few bands, and I want to say this, when people blame Nirvana for destroying hair bands, I think Guns N' Roses did it in their own right. They yeah. did it way before Nirvana did it. You know, like yeah. they, I was like, you cannot hold a... Nobody, and I'm not the biggest Guns N' Roses fan, but I watched them destroy everything that those hair bands were building. Yeah. I think we're forgetting that. And they're still around to prove it in various, what do you want to call it? <laughs> Variations of GNR. Uh, thoughts on that? I don't know. We I, I strayed. I strayed. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but Andrew goes on here. Even Michael Jackson was weird and did some weird stuff. So much unknown about different celebrities. So she left that kind of open-ended, but I don't know. Michael Jackson, I, I don't know where I stand with that either. I I mean, we know now that people can take advantage of somebody that's rich, and we know that somebody that's rich can take advantage of people, and that's all we've learned. I mean, we can go to Epstein and all that bullshit, but that's a whole nother, that's out of my jurisdiction tonight. Any thoughts? I have lots of thoughts, but lots of I, I don't thoughts. know if there's any that I, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't we, know if we should go there. Oh, no, we're not going to go there. Yeah. No, we have no reason to. But what we're going to do right now, we're going to play uh, um, one of my friend's bands here. And uh, Ross Stitches, that's R-A-H, Stitch is ending with a Z. She has been on these airwaves since the beginning, and this is her new band, Midnight Murder Show. The song is Hey God. Uh, there's a few tunes up there. You can go to there, go on YouTube. Uh, there's a live version of this, and uh, they have, I, I think, at least three other songs. But yes, they're out of I, the Dallas area, or I know they're from Texas, but I, they, I think they're from the Dallas area. But more on that later. We'll have Ron here at some point. But in the meantime, let's do a Midnight Murder Show and enjoy.
I'm not afraid of the dark, but you should be. There are things that dwell here in the dark. Things best left unseen. With the initial smoke clear from the fall of tomorrow, the blood now flows even thicker with dwelling in the dark. Eleven stories. All bits of the same mysterious puzzle. Fitting together with horrific parallels to its predecessor. Get ready for new, truly terrifying tales set in the broken world from the fall of tomorrow. Take a closer look at what's now dwelling in the dark. If you dare. Available on Amazon in traditional print and ebook. Get your copy today. Visit www.fairlydarkproductions.com for more info on the author and his work. Hi, this is Martin Atkins from Public Image Limited, Killing Joke, Ministry, Nine Inch Nails, Pig Face and the Damage Manual and Murder Inc. and Brian Brain. And you're listening to Kettle Whistle Radio. Back, folks. That was Midnight Murder Show with what, Hey God. What'd you think of that? You know I like that. I like that. Yeah, I like it a lot. I like it a lot. I, I like it a lot. I got to hear it really late at night uh, when I was talking to Ross Ditches about her new band, and she sent it to me, and it was like one of those like 12.30, 1 a.m. moments like, Ah, oh, damn, I want to share this with everyone, and, uh, well, you know, I'll wake everybody up, so it's just not going to happen. So I'll behave myself right now, and I thought it was really fun, refreshing, good thing I like those in the middle of the night dings that I get where I'm sound asleep in bed, and then I hear ding, and I'm like, and then sometimes I hear ding, oh. ding, 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 ding. <laughs> then I know it's you. Shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, oh my God is suddenly like 18 words. Like, yeah, yeah, it happens. Uh, yeah, so that was uh, Midnight Murder Show. I think we're going to be seeing more of them. They're out of Texas. And again, uh, th- there's pieces of that band that go back to Kettle Whistle Radio days. Mm, now we're going 10, ooh, between 7 and 10 years with them. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we'll get into that another time. And Carrie Hill is attached to that. We'll just say back then. Um, and yes, he's back in production with his film. We talked about Night Sky. Go to the Night Sky fan page or Facebook page and uh, check it out. Uh, we got coming up next musically will be Rebreather. We're going to talk about them. That's a band out of Ohio and uh, going through some changes. But uh, that their website, I actually kind of dig it because it, it gets straight to the point on what music they have out and what's going on right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, Stoner Metal from Ohio coming up later in the show. But um, Sean showed up and uh, well, yeah, he showed up. All right, so Captain Sexy showed up, and he had some material that I was unaware. It kind of blew me and Miss D away uh, over some uh, nachos and queso. Uh, <laughs> what did you bring with you today, that, that little band that we love so much? Well, back in 1994, I fell in love with this little band called Stabbing Westward. And um, I informed you today that they had... a some point last year in 2020 they put out a small ep of covers called hallowed hymns and they did a cover of burn uh Mm. from the crow soundtrack by the cure and they did a cover of every day is halloween by ministry Mm -hmm. and they also did a i can't remember what was it the killing floor was that what it was? You, By, I didn't listen to the other two yet. It was uh, the Echo and the Bunnyman. I didn't get past Every Day is yeah. Halloween yet because I just love that. So Yeah. Wow. Well, I made you listen to those songs and, man, they're yeah. phenomenal. That's a, yeah. I, why didn't they promote that a little more or something? Because those are great covers. In, I, in some case, I love when a cover is better than the original. Now, better meaning... It, it stands the test of time, and yet it's standing up to the moment in that time that you hear it. What do you, what, what, what's your stance, though, on do you do, you do the original yeah. the justice it deserves by keeping faithful to it, or do you... Yes. Or do you 
try to manipulate it and make it your own. I don't like that. I like enhancing the original. You're never going to, you can't beat an original hello anywhere because it's the first. All right. So you can take that original, you can enhance it. It's a hallowed hymn for a reason. Right. And make it your own. And I I like, I dig it. I dig what they did. And stabbing westward, I mean, since inception. God, I tell you what. Great band. That guy's voice has not changed in 30 yeah, years yeah. and chris you know he doesn't look a day older than he did back in you know the ladies the ladies blessed with good jeans yeah i guess so yeah <laughs> not them ripped jeans we were all wearing in the 80s yeah anyway i still oh, wear ripped God. jeans yeah <laughs> so all right i got so a little rip right there <laughs> You're so 80s. So edgy. Get that I, razor blade and you got to shred the jeans. I have this pair of shorts that I love to death. And they're they're khaki. And I don't really wear a whole lot of khaki colored, but they're cargo shorts. And uh, they have this magical quarter size hole in the crotch. And I will not get rid of them. My wife looked at me the other day and she's like, you have a hole in your crotch. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, so. There's <laughs> a hole in the bucket, dear Liza. I won't get rid of them. I love them. Okay, now we, we know all about Sean's pants-wearing habits. Yeah. And that's important. You it's like important that. that we know that. Um, so you brought to the table Stabbing Westward tonight, and um, I brought up, because I was confused, I'm not a gamer, uh, Cyberpunk, the soundtrack. Yeah. And there's some mysteries there. Um, I didn't even know there was a soundtrack. I knew about the game. Uh-huh. And I knew that, you know, uh, there was a lot of hype around the game. And right. I knew that um, it had um, it had a not-so-good start when it came out. Um, okay. A lot of bugs uh, I heard and saw. But I didn't know about the soundtrack. Yeah. But you played me some songs, and I was like, well, point in case. I'm song. right in the club dancing to that song. I had these things sitting out here, like uh, the soundtrack, Judgment Night and Demon, Demon Night, back-to-back, great soundtracks. That were better than the films. Um, although I really do like the movies, um, but the soundtracks were huge. And that apparently happens with video games as well. Mm-hmm. And I know the cyberpunk thing, I, I let it roll on my uh, phone for like, I don't know, the whole day of work. And there, I think I heard at least 15 songs. Uh, there's a lot of artists there. One sounds like Trent. You claim it's not. I don't think it's Trent. I don't know how it can't be. I'll tell you, it sounds an awful lot like Trent Reznor. But uh, I know. But so I don't think it is what, Trent Reznor. What, what turned me on to it was a weir- really weird. I would listen to these flashback shows or uh, nostalgia shows, and it, this and it was like on XM Sirius. They don't advertise for me, so I'm not going to advertise for this show. But um, I was listening to a, a, a garage type show, and they played Sebastian Robertson. And uh, I think it was David Davies. I'm not sure, but Sebastian Robertson. And they played the song, and it was definitely um, um, a, a, a industrial rock influence. I mean, it was the drums were obviously digital, but everything else was not. And um, I was like, "What is this?" And I looked up where it came from, and it was the cyberpunk soundtrack. Yeah. And I'm like, "What is this?" And it's good. It it, yeah. I can't. You just have to hear it. Yeah. I kind mean, of. if if if. You know, it reminds me a lot of the music that uh, Clayton from Cell Dweller, Circle of Dust. That's true. Um, yes. that, that he puts out and that his label puts out. That's, the, yeah. Yeah, you definitely hit the mark there. That is correct. And what's the style of that music? I can't even tell you, but it's really good. <laughs> so, what do you think about our guys, uh, Rebreather, out of uh, Warren, Ohio, in Youngstown, I believe? Man, I really like them. Um, the uh, the the song that you played for me um, sounds like a uh, like a live studio take, mm-hmm. and uh, it was really good. Uh, I think that's one. You had yeah, two there's... songs you played for me. I think we're going to be playing one tonight. Yeah, definitely. They're they're definitely like a to me like a very sort of like like a drones jam band. That sounds and jam band might sound horrible, but like it's like a Mm-mm. it it's it's. You know, it was just, uh, some bands have that, like, you're waiting for them to, like, they, 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 waiting for the drop. You're waiting for the drop, like, where it's going to, and it, it kind of just stays, yeah, on a plane. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Some of our favorite music does that. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And one band, which, of course, you brought that to the table tonight, too throwback to the 90s quicksand yeah i love that band yeah and uh quicksand uh 
they have two great albums that I know of in the past, but you told me it's a new release, Intervention. Inversion. Inversion. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I need. I need a fucking intervention. <laughs> but um, what is it, like an album, a one-shot, an EP? What's it's a single. Uh, a couple years ago, they got back together. You know, I told you earlier, the bass player plays for uh, the Deftone. They put they put a fresh album out uh, back in like 2017, and then they put an EP out, I think 2018 or 2019, and now they have a new single. So I imagine that means that maybe a new album's on its way. Damn. Okay, that's huge. They're really good. All right, that that's exciting. Okay, I look forward to that. Yeah, because Quicksand, uh, we had man. We had many a talk about that when Taddy was on the show because, like, it was she would dive back deep into the old um, grunge because she thought that was the period she should have grown up with. And yeah. she goes back and, and, and she brought some stuff over and I gave her stuff. But uh, we share music and stuff. But, uh, and speaking of which, um, this is where we have to plug Portals to Hell. Uh, now that's Jack Osborne and Katrina, but our, our own. Heather Taddy is in season two, the last four episodes, I think, episode 14 and up. We, I watched them. They're great. Yeah. They're, that's a fun show. I like that show. Yeah. So speaking of Heather Taddy, we're going to plug her right now on Discovery Plus with Jack Osborne. And uh, Jack Osborne and Katrina just did Sirius XM as well. They did an interview on a show I won't advertise right now because they won't help me either. So um, they did an interview there, and I, I took a picture of it and sent it to Heather so she's all happy, like, oh, they're doing interviews. Mm -hmm. Yeah. As long as they start acknowledging her a little bit more, I think. Because I think she she did great as a rallying point. Absolutely. She's a contributor. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Very much so. So portals to hell, folks. Watch that on Discovery Plus. Give it a shot. I hope it, she gets to do more. I like, uh, I like Heather a lot. Right. And she does great research. That's yeah. what she's good at. And uh, yeah, me too. We'll see what happens. I, I'll let you know. Uh, she'll probably do the show again at some point. And you guys could hear her if you go back, if you're into the old ghost chasing shows that she used to do, Paranormal State. But check out her new stuff and check out our interview um, about two episodes Ooh, back. I got a story for you. I He's got a you. story. My wife just told me about this yesterday, actually. Uh, <laughs> so hopefully she doesn't get mad at me. What did you do? But uh, I didn't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, her uh, her business operates out of an old Catholic church schoolhouse. Mm -hmm. So a guy bought a Catholic church and the schoolhouse attached to it in Tarentum, PA, and he renovated everything on the inside, even the outside of the church. And uh, it's been repurposed for like, it's kind of like a small business park, sort of, and my wife's business operates out of the schoolhouse. Well, she just told me yesterday about... Um, supposedly there's been some stories amongst the businesses in there about, you know, a ghost being in the building. And they call her Sister Agnes, I think. And uh, my wife said that she knows where everything is in her studio and, you know, how it's placed, all that stuff. And there were some certain things that were out of place. And um, also, while she was in yoga class yesterday, something, an object that shouldn't have fallen over, fell over, and uh, was really odd to her. So we, we were kind of chatting. I said, maybe Heather and crew should go and check this place out. So, um, Well, they're taking offers. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe yeah. we should make that happen. Uh, let's talk to her um, candidly uh, and yeah. privately about that because – uh, someone else very high profile that is a friend of ours um, actually approached her on another location. Mm -hmm. So they're open to locations from what I think, but I'm sure the last, the next season is written already, you know, like, um, yeah, probably. but who isn't looking for locations? If, if, you know, if something doesn't pan out, Hey, this didn't work out. Let's go to the next. Yeah. Yeah. But what's the deal with those locations? I mean, is there like, does, is there like a required historical backstory? Incredible satanic worship. Yeah. No, I don't know. Why not? Let's, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not piss off our satanic friends. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's not do that. I don't want to get into that. Uh, let's see here. All right. Let's get into a rebreather from Ohio right now. We're going to play Open Your Eyes. 
And uh, Stoner Rock is what they're labeled, but I think you can make it your own, dude, because I can go back to the 90s with this What do this you one. think they think of that tag? Uh, that's a good question, but it shows up on their page. So yeah. <laughs> I, you know. I like this song a lot. I like this band a lot. And uh, are we going to have them on here sometime? Yes. Okay. I can guarantee that. Yes. Yeah. Yep, yep. Cool. Enjoy. I want to see them live, too. You will.
Okay, folks, that was Rebreather with Open Your Eyes from the Mine Rocket Project. I believe they're on Bandcamp. If you want the band to get more money, go there. Um, I hope they're there. <laughs> I tell all bands they need to go there. Um, if not, just hit all the hit, go to their website. Actually, just hit up Rebreather official website, and uh, they have some great videos live. They have a full concert there. They actually did a show at the Smiling Moose, which is local really? for us. Yeah, and they do Starved live, which Starved is a really great one of their phenomenal live songs. Um, yeah, you can check out a live show. Didn't um, you say that they're buddies with our our friends in Frail? Yeah, Frail. They know each other, and um, I think Gwen from Frail or Sean, one of the two, um, said it was okay to talk to the lunacy that is us. So, <laughs> yeah. So we'll have them on the show at some point. Well, hopefully when, when live music can happen again, we can go see them, and maybe they'll play with Frail. Yeah, just, and I want T-shirts. I want to see them again. I want, I want T-shirts, rebreather T-shirts. They have really cool. I, I love their whoever does their videos. Great job. Yeah. And videographer. Fan, everything's great. The website looks pristine mm -hmm. and it's cool, real simple. Just look. Oh, there's a song I like. Oh, there's the video. Holy shit! You know, like it's just real simple. However, not a lot about the band because, like, I, I from what I understand, there's some changes that took place. But what the core of the band that's there now is what's there now. Yeah. Those three guys, and that's where we're gonna leave that for now until we have them on the show. We love their sound. I do. I definitely love yeah. it. I love power trios, too. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a thing. Yeah, that's, yeah quicksand. Weren't, weren't they one yeah. prior? Nirvana. We'll go into that. But uh, Rush. Yeah. But, you know, that's you. I'm not really a big Rush fan. Uh, uh, I like their music. I think the biggest detractor for me is the vocals. They were too smart for me. Yeah. Uh, they were too mathematical. I definitely like the music, though. Too mathematical. I just, yeah, I couldn't piece that together. I, 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 of course, like certain songs we all like. Whatever. The same thing with Dream Theater. Dream Theater, that Long Island band. Okay? Yeah. I never really got into Dream Theater. Well, I had to. I was from Long Island. <laughs> all right. Moving on. <laughs> so I got movies here. And I know you don't, you're afraid of horror movies and you do a horror podcast and captain sexy we have to talk about that sometime i love horror movies just not horror movies with clowns in them all right well i got one that well three that don't have clowns uh dawn of the beast brand new uh fury the only the only film critic that matters um exactly yeah outcast outcast <laughs> outcasted with fury oh my god <laughs> You're going to get smacked for that. <laughs> yes, I am. Yeah, we're outcast with Fury. Um, Outtakes with Fury is the show. And he's a friend of ours. He, he turned me on to this Dawn of the Beast. It is a monster movie. Think Bigfoot. All right, think um, college crew, film crew, or film students. Go into the woods. Uh, they're studying cryptids mm -hmm. to find a Bigfoot. But they run into a Wendigo. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, all right. No, wait a second. Is this filmed <laughs> like a Blair Witch kind of movie? No, it's not found footage. All right, good. This is That's a monster amazing, movie. Because I hate those kind of I'm movies. I'm tired of them, too. The yeah. monsters are cool. If you like monsters, very cool. Wendigos, and I'm not going to say Bigfoot doesn't show up. I'm just going to leave it at that. Fun movie, monster, romp, whatever. It's a drive-in movie, as far as I'm concerned. I, love, I, I don't know. I had fun with it. It's mm -hmm. a monster movie. All right. That is by Bruce Wemple. Came out 2021. Brand spanking new. Dawn of the Beast is on Prime right now. Ooh, I'm going to um, have to watch that. It's fun. It's fun. Um, I really like this next one. Z. The letter Z. Okay. By Brandon Christensen. 2019. Starring Keegan Connor Tracy. She's lovely. Amazing actress. And her... Her character, watching her through this film, she is the film, and it has everything to do with uh, a young boy having an imaginary friend and that may or may not be real and may or may not be a monster. <laughs> and I can't say too much because this film just keeps rolling and opening up as you go to the point where it's like, I just watched a really cool horror film. And it's scary. This It's got the jump scares, but it's it's creepy. Creepy yeah. as all hell. I mean, there are moments I haven't jumped in a while. I was I didn't jump, but I was definitely looking over my shoulder on my couch. <laughs> like a lot. A lot. Like the dog starts crunching some food. Like, what the fuck is going on behind me? I had to look. 
And it, yeah, good film. Go, Z is good. It's on Prime. That's on Prime too. I'm it's watch on that Prime. Tonight. I think you have to pay for that one to rent. It's worth the three ninety nine, folks. Uh, yeah, Brandon Christensen did a great job on Z. And funny thing is, I, I watched it twice because I had forgotten that I rented it once before. You ever do that? <laughs> can I borrow that rental from you? I don't think you can. I don't it doesn't really, work like that. Transferable. <laughs> but um, there's one I didn't make it through yet. And I won't be alone on this, and you won't make it through hmm, five minutes. Uh, and Bob, Bob Hoagland, the artist for the comic book that I'm doing right now, uh, Doctor Peeler, mm-hmm. he uh, he could watch a lot of things: war movies, gore fest, schlock fest. And he grew up; he's like five years older than me. He's used to all that schlock and gore. We could not get through. I made it through ten minutes of Cuso. K-U-S-O. He made it through five and then called me up and said, why did you ask me to watch this? I said, oh, shit, I forgot to text you back not to finish <laughs> watching it. And, yeah, that paid a You're not price. a good friend. Not a good friend that night. <laughs> no, bad list. But Kuso is uh, basically, it's like this art schlock horror piece told from earthquake victims while they're in their mangled states of being. So they're dead, mangled, and they're telling their story. But it it comes across as more Lovecraftian and almost too ugh, Broadway artsy musical at points. And maybe I need to sit through it more. But it's it, you're, so they're in rubble. They're in rubble, but they've been transformed into like these hideous like creatures, beings, or disgusting humans in some cases. Or they maybe they were killed during sex. If you can imagine how awful. That might be portrayed. Yes, didn't make it through Cuso yet. If you did, get back to me, please. You can hit me up at kettlewhistleradio at gmail.com. You know, when I was a kid, the first time we watched, uh, and I don't know why on earth somebody would let us watch this. We were like really small. I think it was when the movie first came out. Um, Full Metal Jacket. Oh, yeah. I could not watch anything like a very realistic movie like that. Mm-hmm. You know, what I thought at the time was a very realistic movie. Saw it in the theater. And, um, you know, I, I the part that bothered me the most, and everybody's seen that movie by now, um, at the end when the sniper's shooting up the guy yeah, in yeah, the yeah. field, oh, yeah. I got so sick and so ill. And any war movie I watched after that, I, I just I couldn't watch it. Just the reality of, you know. Damn. You know, like, this is real. This could really happen. You know, and anything that's kind of like that, I just can't, I can't. Sometimes I have to shut it off and be like, yeah, I got to put that down. Completely understandable. Now, I don't know why um, that is. Well, because it's realistic. It's it unnerving. Um, I've, yeah, we'll get into the Vietnam vet thing someday. I, I have a few, and I've interviewed a few, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doug Murray being one uh, who did the the NOM comic book, Marvel. Yeah. Um, yeah, yes, that's what real horror is, and I think that's why... People, you know, there's even a movie that says, why horror? It's escapism from what these people, some of us, have seen. And other folks, you know, have seen a lot more. A lot more. Um, yeah, I, so yeah, Kuso, I'm, K-U-S-O, <sighs> art film, I think, from L.A. And I, I just, uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll try it again. But they're just kind of being gross just to be gross. Too much. Um, uh-huh. It's too much. Yeah, well, I, I should have known when the titles were kind of made from maggots. You know, yeah. like I should have known right away. But I will watch the whole thing because I think I have to give it a chance. I don't, I, think, I I'll, to, I don't think No, I'll you don't have to. One. I'll interpret the whole thing for you. But we are forgetting something here. There's still a topic. Do we cancel our artists when they've been bad? When they're wearing the dunce cap in the corner, like you, most of your life, Sean. Exactly. Do we... Forget everything they ever did. Um, well, I got a few more replies here. Uh, let's see here. Ooh, oh boy. Okay, John, kind of. Yeah, we put it out there for folks to uh, give us a realistic answer, and here we go, John. Ooh, there's a bell curve based on band popularity or iconoclastic status. Not too many people dropping Led Zeppelin due to Jimmy Page screwing a 15-year-old, which is rape, since a 15-year-old can't consent. Or Sid Vicious being a murderer. Smackhead, 
and a Nazi. None of this seems to stop punk purists. I always thought it was funny that radio stations wouldn't edit out the word bullshit from Pink Floyd's money because it broke up the song, but had no problem bleeping it out of rap songs. This is true. Same with Johnny Cash taking a shot of cocaine and shooting his woman down. Or an entire Eric Clapton song about blow. Is that too cool? So long as the artist is a great guitar player and white. Ooh, John. And John is, well, he's a very white guy. <laughs> what would you say? What, thoughts? Yeah, okay, touch that one. I don't, I don't even want to touch that's, that one. That's, that's like three books worth right there. <laughs> I don't um, even know where to go with that. All right, so folks, do we cancel our rock artists when they are, well, when they've done stupid shit? Carl is the man I've known for a long time. We and saw some of them have done some really fact, stupid shit. Beyond, beyond. But this guy, Carl, up next, I'm not going to say his last name because I promised no last names tonight. I got this shirt with him. Uh, we saw Godflesh together um, downtown Pittsburgh here. All right, Carl, but he's not from Pittsburgh. All right. He drove a long way to see Godflesh. <laughs> Personally, Carl says, if an artist is involved in abuse towards others, I tend to leave them behind. Word. Words are words. Stupid words make me listen less. But only I can decide to bail on an artist. I suppose if I'm told I should, that's an invitation to the, re the rebel in me to do otherwise. <laughs> we all relate to that. Yeah. But I try to separate that urge from pure facts of, is this person hurting others? There are no, let's see here, there are no shortage of amazing musicians out there nowadays and plenty who are focused on making good, interesting music rather than desperately looking for attention, which has historically been a major goal of artists. That said, the ones who own up to their shitty behavior and don't make excuses get a bit more of a pass from me, especially if they decide to try to make a better world going forward. Carl, always profound. Well said. Well yeah. said. Um, then we have uh, Beelzebub. Yes. I, you're proud of your name, dude. I'm putting it out there. Very different spelling of Beelzebub. <laughs> I never listened to any of those assholes, so it doesn't matter what the scandal is. And that's about <laughs> how Beelzebub handles things. Should we remind our listeners who, who the post was about? Well, the post wasn't really. I, I put it out there. Okay, I, I did put Marilyn Manson's face, like I said earlier, Phil, Phil Anselmo, Johnny Rodden. I talked about Flavor Flav and and uh, Johnny also, and um, Ozzy being impervious to millennial bullets. Yeah. So um, yeah, that's you could folk that could be the focus point, but it's not. It's about there's so many canceled artists. Yeah, we forget who they are now. <laughs> Some of them. What a shame! What an absolute shame. Speaking of which, here. Scott says, I look to the musicians for music, not moral guidance. I'm not saying there isn't a line somewhere, but it should be a pretty high bar for me to stop listening to someone. By the way, Flavor Flav rocks. <laughs> Scott is my, uh, my Irishman from Philly who was my roommate in college. And he's right. Flavor Flav does rock. And uh, I got one more and that's it. Uh, Chris from Jersey, uh, good music is good music. I generally couldn't care less about what kind of asshole the artist is. I wouldn't spend money going to their shows, though, so that's where I draw the line. All right, so we still listen to the music, I guess, right? Yeah, I think good music is good music, <laughs> and uh, maybe you don't support them beyond that. I guess. You know? I got, you know, I guilty as charged because um, I, I did... We went and saw Phil Anselmo open up that show. What was it? Slayer's last show, quotation mm -hmm. marks. Yep. Slayer, Ministry. Um, Primus. Primus and Phil Anselmo and the illegal, Illegals. But he has so many other bands. Um, I even bought a shirt. But they play Pantera. and So I'm guilty as charged. Yeah, man. I saw Pantera play live so many times. So many times. I just love them. And I missed it. And uh, yeah. And it was... They sounded really, really good. And didn't you just, didn't you just watch a uh, yeah, performance? Yeah, you called me out. Uh -huh. I did actually watch the Phil live streaming show, um, Phil and the Illegals, and they did a whole 
set of um, Pantera. They, oh, they did just a mishmash of stuff. Stuff I just wanted to hear again. And uh, I don't know. Like, honestly, does Phil owe me all, all of us an apology? Yeah, he shouldn't have said what he said. That was stupid shit. Mm-hmm. And he's too old now to be saying shit like that. He's trying to do penance now, I think. And he's giving back to the fans, but it's too late for a lot of fans. It's too late. Dimebag's gone. Vinny's yeah. gone. Rex wrote the book. <laughs> read the book. You want the truth? Read 101 Proof, Pantera by Rex Brown. That's what. That's where you'll get your story. Yeah. You will. And I'm going to leave it at that. But yes, I'm guilty as charged. I did watch Phil. I wanted to hear those old songs again. Sue me. Or sow me. Speak sow to you. me in spoken word. Sow you. Industrial. Sow and sow me. <laughs> Christ almighty. He went and saw. All right. Enough of that, folks. Hey, we're going to go out with one more song here. Um, what is it? Tiptoe Through the Tulips. What did you pick? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ditch Water. The End. Far Cry from Tiny Tim. <laughs> yes. I actually know somebody that has a Tiny Tim 8-track. Um, really? And it, and it works. Oh. But, yeah, that's, isn't that insane? I would never <laughs> listen to that. I have a Tiny Tim story. All right, <laughs> it's not mine. That's, a, that's an off-air story. <laughs> it totally, no, it's just not my story, but it's definitely mine to tell. <laughs> All right, so, Ditchwater, the end. I love this jam. I love this band. We got yeah. the shirts. They sent us the CDs. I love their shirt. I wear it. I dig old school metal. What else? What are you going to say? Hard rock? I'd say it's like t- early 2000s era sort of mm, disturb meets sort of That's a good point. thrash. Disturb without the, the Armored bullshit. Saint sort of thrash meets disturbed. Oh, very well done. Armored Saint. Mm. Uh, yeah, without the disturbed, without the sample stuff and without the industrial stuff that disturbed doesn't really need as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I mean, if you take that stuff out. Mm-hmm. You have ditch water. I just. I, I think they're really good. Do you think? Do you think the lead singer will be mad that I? I think he sounds like David Draymond. I don't know. Hmm. We'll let him yell at me. I'm used to that. I can take a hit. All right, guys. We do love you. Thank you for listening. And ditch water. The end. This. This is a jam, man. Yeah, I love this band.
Are you a fan of classic cinema or a young person who wants to discover the best films of all time? Do these legendary movies still hold up? On the Generation Film Podcast, two guys who grew up when movies dominated the culture share a great film with a panel of young movie lovers and see how it plays for today's generation. We discuss changes in storytelling styles, representation, the making of each film, its initial reception, and how its meaning has changed over the years. Join us as we explore cinema classics across generations on Generation Film. Introducing the Deep Leadership Podcast. Leadership is a people business. That's the philosophy of your podcast host, John Rennie. As a former submarine officer who spent 22 years leading businesses in corporate America before starting his own manufacturing business, he knows that leadership matters. Leadership matters. Deep Leadership is real-world, actionable leadership advice from John and his expert guests. Become a leader worth following. Subscribe today. Electric acid.